Hakje. Hier. Hakje. Hakja. Hakje. Hakja. What? Huh? What? Huh? Hakja. Hakja. What is that? I'm saying okay, but just. I don't think you were. <laughs> so neither of the vowels <laughs> that came out of your mouth. You don't know what I was thinking. Were the rec- I don't care what you were thinking. <laughs> I don't care about intent. Objectively, I care- doesn't matter. I care about impact. <laughs> I don't care what you meant. What matters is how I felt about it. <laughs> they felt bad. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. It was really, it really wasn't that long. No. It felt like longer. Yeah. No one's to blame. It's mostly me. We, but it not doesn't really. mean we love you any less. It's just sometimes. Yeah, you know, sometimes mommy and daddy just need time. Things just change a little bit. They, and that's okay. You know, sometimes you just need to sleep in separate beds. Um, we were already doing that before We were the not break. sleeping in the same bed before. <laughs> Let's be very clear about that. <laughs> Um, we but, were not murdered by our neighbors after that noise complaint. Cause I think that's that the, the last, last thing. That's the last thing we left. That was, our, that was our new year's episode. <laughs> was us being told that we exist too loudly. Yeah. We exist too much and to a detriment to everyone and else. That's not even the first time that we've been told that that year. No, no. It's 2023 it's also, now. It's also not the first time I've ever been told that my freshman year, me and my roommate got a lot of noise complaints and we'd get noise complaints when we were sitting there in silence. <laughs> It is almost the second month of February. What? What? It is almost the second month of 2023. Yeah. The true. problem is, since you're going to be editing this one, I have no idea what you will and will not keep yeah. yeah, I'm editing because Delaney's currently in a, uh, a prison of your own creation. Is that correct? Usually, as, as, as I often am. This one's less a prison of my own creation and more um, a prison I'm actively paying tens of thousands of dollars for. Because I find comfort in the grip of academia. Oh no, my Apple Pen. I see, I don't. I actually, the grip of academia. You. I barely lived through it. You wrangled yourself free from the grip of academia. I cannot believe I graduated. You were like a premature baby. You were like, I'm getting out of this womb. I simply refused. Whereas I went, keep me in here longer, mommy. (laughs) You're breach. You're like, I don't want to go. No, 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 no. No. 2023 started. I, we had a, you know, lovely New Year's celebration, and then I immediately started two jobs. My spring semester of classes, went to Sundance, and also have to exist as a human person. So I haven't had a lot of time. And then last time when we were ready to record this, I took a five-hour nap. So, you know, some things... <laughs> I had texted her the day before, and I was like, hey, I haven't had time to watch the movie. Can we do it tomorrow? I have nothing going on. And she said, yes. Now... From the hours of, I think, noon to five. It was 11 to six. <laughs> and uh, for context, I had class at six. <laughs> it was it was 11 to It was literally, I had gone to bed the night before, normal time, woke up at like nine, which is an hour later than normal, sat, had coffee with you, and then just went back to bed. And then I did not see her until I left for my night class. And then when she came back, I think literally all that happened is I went, oh, you said you got a cup. And you went, yeah. And then we didn't speak again. You and were, I just went back to bed. It was 9 p.m. and you were, I think, making pasta. <laughs> I Probably. That would have happened regardless of nap. I actually probably was making pasta. I think you were making something. Oh, absolutely. You, you were cooking. I'm going to be honest. She hates me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've asked you here. <laughs> 
<laughs> to sit you down and have I a actually, this is yeah. <laughs> this is really This awkward. is my actual annual review. My boss Jeremy is going to be pulled up on your computer. Yeah, um I have your boss on the phone right now. I also have your psych on the phone. Um anyway. Oh, no. th- this is one of those episodes akin to episodes with me that are Muppet based. This is going to be one of those episodes where really I'm going to leave it a lot to you. The plot is very like not the point. This movie is two hours long. You watch. Welcome it? to Stop Your Ruining. Oh, Ruin. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Stop Your Ruining. Welcome it. back to 2023 Stop Your Ruin. <laughs> it. Wow, guys. We have made it through a full year change. And we're still doing this shit. We made New Year's resolutions and went, you know what I'm going to still do, though? We, one of our New Year's resolutions was not stop doing the podcast. <laughs> You know how at, uh, on New Year's, you take a look at your life and you decide to make changes based on what's going right and what's going wrong? Both of us didn't do that You correctly. sit there and I was like, I'm perfectly comfortable with the amount that I have recorded <laughs> wrong. and published me sexually harassing Reese Darby. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know why just a wave of remorse came over me. It like, was kind of crazy. At the end of December, I was like, oh no. Like, what if- You're like, I'm going to get sued. And I was like, dude, I've been sued and I haven't been sued <laughs> I was like, what if I just get awkwardly sued by Reese Darby? Um, welcome to Stop You Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. I'm Delaney, and I like movies. And I am Natalie, and I do not. She does not, but no. you know what she likes? Don't a- say orphans. It's not even all true crime. Like, I think it's all true crime, but there's a specific brand of true crime that you really like, and I can't put my finger on it. And the best way to describe it is that when I came home from class yesterday, you were listening out loud to the Kaylee Anthony tapes. Yeah, as I got ready to go out to Star Wars Burlesque last night. And you went, you know, I need to hear Casey Anthony's voice. Right I was now. listening to, if I recall correctly, a, a review of the new documentary. Of the new documentary. Which is on Peacock. Yeah, which I am not watching. Because people are very upset about it and don't well, want to Because give... it's giving her a platform. It's, well, it's giving her a platform. It's very apologetic to her, too. So I don't want to watch it and give yeah. Peacock money. But then someone just uploaded the full thing on YouTube. And so I'm kind of like... I, but I'll give that person money. <laughs> Maybe. I learned today that all proceeds of If I Did It, the book by O.J. Simpson, go to Ron Goldman's yes, family. I, I knew that. I knew that. So um, I might buy one. I, I can't read it. remember where I saw it. Basically, he was going to publish it and the courts said no but so what they did was they gave the book rights to the goldman family because they were like the only family left well yeah and they were like he owes you money so well yeah exactly they were like he owed the goldman family money and so they gave them the book rights and that's why when you see the cover of the book the if is super super small or it's almost the cover of the background yeah like, they're basically, like, they're not changing the title. The title is still If yeah. I Did so It. So it's not legally slander. Yeah. I, I'm taking an IP class right now, so I know. <laughs> I know. And I love true crime. And you love true crime. And so, it like, truly, I would like to shake the <laughs> Goldman family's hand. And I so mean, all it's... of the pro- proceeds go to them because they are the publisher. They are the owner of the book. Yeah. But he wrote it. He did it, too. <laughs> he, also... <laughs> <laughs> he also did it. <laughs> Natalie, what did you bring for us today? I brought the movie Orphan. Yes, you did. Which, if this was a video podcast, I'm sure a little image of it would pop up or something. Just like Orphan. Like, okay, so I want you to describe this to you. Was it the poster of the movie? It was just, the, honestly, the word Orphan in my head. But yeah, probably the poster of the movie. Well, no, if, if it was... <laughs> so you, what you're saying is you just saw a word. Yes. 
and <laughs> I'm just looking down at my iPad. I've written Orphan <laughs> on it in Sharpie. I brought 2009. 2009's Orphan. Good job. Directed by. Now, how would you pronounce this? Jom. 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 Jom Colette Serra. Jom Colette Serra. Serra. Oh, he's Spanish. I fucked that up. So it's probably not, I don't know. It's probably like Jaume Coletzera. Or ha- ha- like a Jaime. Ha- ha- Jaume? Jaume Coletzera? This man. <laughs> should we like look it up? No. Okay. No, we should not. Because we're not disrespecting him any more than we've disrespected everyone else we've mentioned on this podcast. So um, he directed House of Wax, 2005. You know, kind of similar vein to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Directed The Shallows, which is that uh, Blake Lively shark movie. Yes, yes, yes. He directed a movie that came out this past year. I want you to guess what movie like in 2022 Puss in Boots he directed. The Last Wish. I'm reading that this movie made infinity <laughs> times. No. It made more, more money than any movie ever made combined. No, buddy, no. Jean-Colette Serra. You're just making him French twice. Good. 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 He directed Black Adam. He did it honestly, like, dude, you did a bad job, apparently. <laughs> and so I would like to check in on Jean-Colette Sarah, because I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson might be actively murdering him. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson is working on his own if I did it. <laughs> it is called When I Do It. <laughs> this man's best movie is Orphan. Did he do the prequel? Or is he not attached to the prequel? He doesn't. He is not attached to the prequel. I have the, pre- I have the prequel... God, it's hard to say that prequel. I have the prequel open because I heard it's not good. No, I've heard it's actually like mixed. It got the first one also didn't get great reviews. Um, but I wanted to talk about the prequel at some point just because you know the production stuff is like really fun. Yeah, <laughs> like you know it's it's fun that they made a sequel, and I think if they had the uh, theatrically released it, it actually would have done a lot better. It's um, been a we- it's been a weird time for theatrical releases, man. It's kind of like you well, can. What do you think? I'm learning in my master's. What are you saying? Like it's the kind of no, thing where like it could have just for some reason. Weirdly enough, horror has been one of the most likely genres to recoup theatrically in the past few years. I don't know how Terrifier Two happened, but well, because horror is usually ten million dollars or less. So like yeah. Orphan, the original one had a budget of twenty million. The sequel had a budget of ten million. Like nice. And then even though it didn't release theatrically in the U.S., it released theatrically around the world, Orphan First Kill made $44 million in the box office. <laughs> like, I think it recouped. Yeah. And then the first one had a budget of $20 million and made about $80 million in the box office. Like, the Orphan track record is making four times its budget. At it's the bo- doing much better than Black Adam. It's- <laughs> yeah. And so I bet... Joe made Black Adam and he went, oh no. He also was like, I, I was expecting the same thing that The Rock was expecting. He was like, damn, I should have maybe done the Orphan sequel Orphan colon Black Adam. That's that's the crossover that he's working on right now. Um, WB's still working on development for it. They haven't really gotten full financing. <laughs> Orphan Black Adam. Tatiana Maslany's also there. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio produced this movie. Good. I want all of us to sit with that. I bet that the character he related to the most was the dad. Was the dad who wants to fuck young girls? I don't know that he... I mean, He doesn't his want defense, to. He does say no. Yeah. And then he's, I think, immediately murdered. But he does... He considers it a little bit. <laughs> he definitely... This, this, if the fact that the scene happens means he considered it. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that he didn't immediately go, go to bed. 
<laughs> oh, did you get into mommy's makeup? Just, oh, ho, ho, let's clean you up and put you in bed. I'm not going to use you as my therapist. You need to go to sleep. I, I think Orphan falls into the category of Cujo. Elaborate. Where it's like the movie itself may not have... I think that the movie, money-wise, it's, is it's not indicative of its cultural... Yeah. I think a lot of people remember the story of Orphan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it is... Because I remember even in, like, high school and stuff, people were like, oh, yeah, you know... Orphan. Orphan. In my mind, for the longest time, my brain conjoined this and the short story of the girl with the green ribbon... Around her I've neck. always assumed that it's a they're making a reference to it in the movie. Maybe. Yeah. Or they're just like, well, because then we'll, we'll get to it when we get there. I also don't think I know how straight jackets work. I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think they would leave Jome scars does. there. I don't think Joan does. <laughs> I don't think. That. And I don't know why the she was like, and these cannot be explained in any other way. <laughs> yeah. When you're at an orphanage, you can be like, I was beat. Yeah, they really, like, grab my arm really hard. Yeah, just be like, my last family was abusive. They were set in a fire. Like They, <laughs> they were set in a fire, yeah. man. This movie is not bad. It's not no. a bad movie. It's also not a great one. Sure. It's definitely one of those where I'm like, because it's two hours long. This could have been cut to, like, hour 20. Sure. <laughs> hour 30. But it's, 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 it's a fun watch. Isabel Furman rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Isabel Furman rocks isabel Furman of hunger games i would say for all of us who went through a really strong hunger games phase hunger games phase and those of us who went through a hunger games phase and were like i'd be the edgy one i'd be maybe the mean one i've always been like i would die immediately what was her name clove clove that's a that's a spice as you get older and look back in the names some of them are fucking stupid Most of them are stupid. Like PETA? Like <laughs> PETA. At least Gail's a name. Yeah, I guess. Like Thresh. For women. <laughs> thresh is just a thing you do to, to wheat. <laughs> like he's just a verb in his name. <laughs> Glimmer? What the fuck? Yeah, you're right. It's one of those where it became more of a creepypasta than yeah. anything. Where people are like, oh, isn't that crazy? Because then you'd go around your middle school and be like, what if that weird girl over there secretly 35. Yeah. I'm like, that's bullying, but okay. <laughs> you're like, that's a teacher. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> she is. She's 70. <laughs> Calm down. And it, I, I didn't include it in my mini game that time, but this falls into the category of based on a true story. And I know that you're going to elaborate on that. You have two. And I think because we discussed this, there's one that really inspired this one. And then there's one that Isabel Furman, the, mo- the more recent one, that Isabel Furman brought to the producers and were like, guys, this is still going on. Can we make a sequel? Yeah, no, I have a, basically I have a uh, art imitating life and then life imitating art. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did see that because it's, it's on the Wikipedia page for the- Shit's crazy, For man. the sequel where they're like, yeah. So you, you can jump in whenever you want with that shit. I'm so excited. First, we got to get through so, may, maybe one of the most visually alarming <laughs> openings to a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this? I don't know, man. <laughs> Megan's was pretty good. Oh, and this is how we, you can tell our different types of trauma. <laughs> because this movie starts with Kate, who is uh, Vera Farmiga, who does a very good job in this movie. I don't want to, you know, shit on Vera Farmiga. No, She's, you shouldn't. She does a good job. But it's sort of like her nightmare. And her nightmare is like based on, they had like this stillbirth mm-hmm. of their daughter named Jessica. 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 Um, but it, like... The nightmare starts and her husband, who is Alexander Skarsgård? Peter Sarsgaard. I am so sorry. Unbelievable. Peter Sarsgaard, who is related to all the other Sarsgaards. Of course, of course. Yeah. He takes her to the hospital. He's like, my wife's giving birth. 
And they're like, great, let's get her in a wheelchair. She starts profusely bleeding from the vagina. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> to the point where they're pushing her in a wheelchair. And, and it's the- like the thickest, and just like most opaque stripe. <laughs> it's painting the floor. Like it's so, it's so, it's crazy. There's no streaks. It is, it is literally. <laughs> it is a stripe. They are. It's like the scene in Cars when he's pulling the fucking like road thing. <laughs> She's lawn mowing. Like yeah. she is making a clear cut delineation it's between crazy. blood and not blood. And no one and no Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, this is normal. And she's like, I'm bleeding. But like it's like this whole nightmare of she had a fucking stillborn baby. Yeah. I'd love to know like what her life was like before then. Like, did she have what did before this happened? She had a deaf daughter. Did she have like a, a personality, a life story? No, she's like, oh no, I had a nightmare. Yeah, what a bummer. <laughs> she like they're like, oh, she has a scar on yeah. her abdomen. And I'm like, that's also... Shouldn't that just... You would get that whether the baby lived or not. Yeah, it's weird because C-section scars are usually horizontal, aren't they? Yeah. And this one's vertical. So I don't know if that's like a special kind of C-section or... Yeah, because normally it's the skin, the fat, and the fascia is horizontal. Muscle is cut vertically. And then I recently saw a TikTok on this. You scare me. (laughs) Wait, you should text your mom and see if she'll respond and ask her if you'd ever do a C-section vertically. My mom's probably asleep. She'll wake up for it. No, she, she she's actually having the same nightmare. <laughs> but she was a doctor. She, yeah, she's the doctor in it. Yeah. She's like, no, don't cut vertically. <laughs> Kate's therapist is character actress Mar- Margot Martindale. That's bad therapist. Um, how dare you? Margot Martindale can do zero wrong. She does a lot wrong. <laughs> and Kate is like, I walked by the liquor store last week. And Margot Martindale goes, did you go in? And Kate's like, I thought about it. And Margot Martindale's like, well, you didn't go in, and that's what matters. Right, she's an Give alcoholic. Give me $500, yeah, please. seriously. Yes, Kate's an alcoholic. That's, that's her, her other That's thing. her second main personality she, she trait. She has three traits, and it's woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say, I would say, what's the dad's name? John. John. John Coleman. Their names are John and Kate? His, his character traits are that he is man and he is horny. Yeah. <laughs> For all the this guy's reasons. horny and that, he fucking sucks oh yeah he's just not a good he's a paranormal activity style of man where it's just <laughs> he's just like everyone's fucking stupid i don't know what they think's happening goats no way my wife's just crazy but they have two kids they have daniel and max max is adorable max is adorable she's also deaf and like they do like a pretty good job of and it's a real the actress herself is also deaf correct? yeah i think so her name is ariana engineer <laughs> that's crazy i want us to that's dope. to sit on that that's a great name yeah she is partially deaf okay she was discovered when she was spotted using sign language with her mother um the person who saw them was an agent who went, do you want to be in this film orphan? So they just saw a girl doing sign Whoa, language on the street and went, what is that? Tell me about your daughter. My first question. Yes. Is she's putting Max to bed. She's like a good mother. Like she yeah. is a good mother. That's like, like a- she has that weird fucking picture book. That's what my question is. Okay. Where she goes, okay, Max, we're going to bed. And Max goes, oh, she doesn't say this because she's deaf, but she, she's like, oh, I want this book. And if we were to do the sign language, you wouldn't understand. It's, it's this a, is a video. It's, what? What? <laughs> this is what? Very much no visual element to this video podcast. That's why, what called it. Why do they have a picture book of their stillbirth? I like they, she's reading this book 
Yeah. To her daughter. And it's like, mommy was going to give me a little baby sister, but then baby sister went to heaven and baby Jessica still lives on in our heart. Like it is. You had to get that printed. Yeah. Like, did they have that specially made? Like, like maybe. Do you remember did... when we were younger and you could like order a book where it was like a Dora the Explorer book, but they put your face Oh, I had a VHS. I had a VH- VHS where they put my face into a Dora the Explorer episode. That's crazy. Aiden had one where he was in a Barney episode. But yeah. So I don't know why they have um, such a specific bedtime story like is that one of those things where like they had it made to like explain the stillbirth to their daughter if it was why'd they keep it around i'm also just that's so early to be introducing to children the idea of children dying normally it takes a bit for kids to fully understand the concept of like death of kids can die right i guess that's why they had the picture book made to explain it to her does daniel get one or is that his name yeah Yeah. daniel he's like 12 he just over there just like doing serial killer shit in his room. And then they pull a um, very dear Evan Hansen of method let's replace this baby of, and we'll feel I know better. how we'll deal with our grief. We'll just completely <laughs> project it on a different one. Let's just get a new one. And John really wants another baby. Yeah. And Kate's like actively grieving. I don't know what his issue is. I don't know why he does he hate his first two children. I think he hates everyone. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we don't we don't like have to adopt and she's like no like i want to give my love that i have Had for, for jessica, jessica and like be able to like to, give it to someone insert else. name here <laughs> to uh uh oh what was her name will they let will they let us name her jessica do you think <laughs> or no <laughs> then they go they adopt they do the <laughs> the way that movies the portray, Stuart little portray <laughs> orphanages the Stuart little thing where it's like it's like when you go to the SPCA to get a dog that's how they have orphanages in movies well, yeah you walk in and there's a nice little play area and all of them are right there just playing with a ball and the one that you want is in a different it's, room it's, <laughs> and the two options are he's a very mouse like boy <laughs> that is maybe five inches tall. Or it's a 33-year-old Russian woman <laughs> pretending to be nine. I'm going to be honest. Like, you got to not. I, you got to pick your poison. If you're going to adopt and you choose to do this method of walk into a house and leave with a kid, you're going to get a mouse boy. <laughs> That's on you. It's not like they do a home visit. Most most animal shelters will at least do a home visit. <laughs> I will say, I do like one of the, the directorial choices here where every time it's from like Esther's point of view, because like they're walking up to the orphanage and we see out of, <laughs> she's on like the top window <laughs> of the building. She's in the fucking attic. Like she's like the little princess. She's the wife from Jane Eyre. She's, <laughs> she's Bertha and she's in that attic. But every time the camera is like showing us what she's seeing, it's just like, it's like, it's a handheld. And so it's like a little bit shaky. <laughs> like this girl's crazy. Yeah. They're like, you, you can feel her wrongness. Something is incorrect here. She, she's vibrating. They end up adopting her because John's horny. Anyway. They- Literally. They're like, we have a special connection with her. I'm like, probably because she's the only one they let just be alone in a room. And she's playing. The rest are out in the pen she's like they're pl- puppies. <laughs> It's like when colleges bring in um, 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 a petting zoo and a pack for, final, for you to look at for final week. Is that what the thing colleges do or just our college? No, CMU did it while I was on campus. It was crazy. Just like walking there around. There was a baby pig. I was CMU like, man, me and my boyfriend are fighting and there's an alpaca over there. <laughs> I mean, it would have been right outside. It would have been right outside. So as 
I'm either entering or leaving a fight. You have I'm to like, look at the llama. There's literally a fucking llama. You have to over look there. the llama in the eyes as you do your walk of shame. <laughs> this is not as important to me as other things. He's she's painting she's singing and, singing. and painting, and she's like, well, I am an orphan. I swear to God, I'm only nine years old. <laughs> she don't touch my fucking ribbons. She's just singing the entirety of the Peter Pan musical. <laughs> She's singing Bohemian Rhapsody, doing all the voices. She's harmonizing with herself. It's, it's actually crazy. quite impressive. Like she, they really should have put her in the circus. But no, he's like, "Wow, you're a kid and you can paint. You must be my child immediately." <laughs> barely, Kate really barely even gets a say in it. Yeah. She's a people pleaser, and I think she's just trying to do what John wants. Yeah. And so John's like, "I want this." full-grown child this child which again that is clearly a child and you know not anything i think else. it is great to adopt you know older children a lot of times older children are the mm-hmm. ones who get left in the orphanages for longer because people want you know infants or babies however if the child you're looking at has been left in the orphanage because their last um home burned down <laughs> inexplicably <laughs> maybe second guessing literally and this this uh movie was fucking People were the adoption. This movie community. was what? <laughs> it was doing what? This the adoption community was not happy about this movie for like oh, those I, exact reasons. Did they have that same reaction to Stuart Little? I don't know. All I know is the DVD release of this had a message at the beginning saying, "This is not how real orphans are. <laughs> Please consider adopting." The following is fiction. But it's not. It's not. So they take Esther home, um, and Esther starts hitting. Yeah. <laughs> Esther starts. Esther starts smacking. <laughs> Esther. Esther said, I'm going to put 15 minutes into pretending to be a normal girl. <laughs> she, she didn't even try. No. And then she interrupts Kate and John fucking. Yep. Because here's another thing that I don't think we talk about a lot. These two fuck mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. They're really And not, not in like a way where you're like, oh, what a healthy relationship. No, it definitely feels um, they, everyone's got not a, correct. Everyone's got a motive going into it. And it's not just let's have a good time as husband and wife. <laughs> yeah, neither of them are, damn, I love this person I'm with and want them to feel good. No. They're like, why does this nine-year-old know so much about sex? Now, there's a glaring answer to that, I would think, that they might go, hmm. <laughs> They're so quick to go, she must be, something's wrong with her. And not like, I, not like we should genuinely we should be concerned. Ask a, like, this ask maybe a ch- is a thing we should figure out more yeah, about. Yeah, they really heard. They're, they're like, judgy as hell. They're like, oh, her last family burned alive yeah. in a house fire. We're not going to question the motives of that And they're family. like, man, that, that girl, mm, I don't but know, also, she's suspicious. I took sex ed when I was in fifth grade. How old are you in fifth grade? You're like 10? 11. Oh, 10 or 11? Yeah, so like, I was nine in third grade. Really? Yes. Interesting. I don't know why I know that so I, vividly, you but I do. came in really quick There's with not that. a question in my mind. Every time I've had to like figure out how old I was in something, my start is that I was nine in third grade. Oh, see, mine is always that my age is always one more than the year because my birthday is right at the end of the year. My birthday is one month before your birthday. Yes. So we're similar. Well, one month and 10 days. Do the math, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now someone has our credit card informations. Dude, your credit card shouldn't just be your birthday. <laughs> my password is my birthday. Your- <laughs> my password is my birthday, your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the credit card number is just your birthday in five different languages, which is crazy because it's all numbers. numbers. But I like knew a weird amount 
about sex at like 10 or 11. Because, That's crazy. Well, because my church had a sex ed wow. like class and they would hold it every three years. For some reason, my mom went, I'm not having her wait until eighth grade. She, she went, I'm, she, I'm raising a whore of what my daughter is going to do. She just watched Orphan on HBO last night. She's got to figure this out quick. Um, and so she asked the church, she was like, can Delaney, cause it was offered the year I was in fifth grade. And so I wouldn't be able to go until I was in eighth grade if I had just waited. <laughs> your mom was so worried. And my mom went. Like your mom isn't, and, and dad aren't both doctors who couldn't yeah. just sit you down and be like, hey. She, she, she would have done it. But, um, the church sex ed was also like putting a condom on a wooden penis. Which, most of my sex ed was still from my mom, but I think she was like, I think she like wanted me to have a social experience. <laughs> That's, you're from the South. That's actually crazy. Because I was abstinence only. We oh, were... see, my church my church was the only one that helped us. Okay. We did not get it in school. My church was uh, the most progressive church. We did no- nothing of the sort. It's still abstinence only, I believe, to this day. Oh, yeah. Oh, d- trust me. Once I start talking about my high school sex ed, that's a whole different story. That is... <laughs> but the thing, the thing that is consistent is those equally applicable to your life as the fifth grade one. Hey. Me, though. <laughs> Yeah, where the 40-year-old sex ed guy was saying, yeah, you know when you see those teenage girls walking around the hallway in those short skirts and you can't resist them? And I went, hmm. We had very different, different. My my 40-year-old sex ed teacher was like, hey guys, so legally I have to teach you abstinence only. However, if you have any questions, just oh, like come nice talk to him. me. Oh, that's nice of him. That was nice of him. Because our sex ed class would be like, a class, but we oh, no, were, ours was just a sec, um, like one day in health class. We had like a weird, like little, like it was like a, probably like a month of health class. Interesting. But I was like, all you're teaching us is to not do it. So we'd just be like sitting in the room, just like no, doing we had, worksheets. It, ours was one day in health class and he would do the, he did the gum analogy where it's like, if you give someone your piece of gum, it has less flavor. And then like, you don't want to chew a piece of gum that's been chewed by five, five the other The flavor's people. not the issue there. <laughs> um, and then he had... <laughs> I'm not like man. This have I told you? Minky. Have I told you the chocolate metaphor? No. Where he had like a chocolate, like a bunch of like chocolate, like you know how like Hershey's bars like yes. break off into those little rectangles. I'm familiar. Don't worry. It's a Pennsylvania company. I remember. <laughs> he had a bunch of you know chocolate squares, and he was like, one of these is a laxative. Eat. And then all of us were like, no. And he was like, that's what STDs are. That's the thing. Oh we my God, we had AIDS. an AIDS puppet show. Did you have the AIDS no, puppet show? We, we did an AIDS course in elementary school before any of it. They were like, listen, AIDS. And we were like, we don't understand the greater context of this. A woman whose daughter died of AIDS would come in and do teach a class. But the activity that we did is that we all had cups of water. And she was like, five of you have AIDS, <laughs> basically. So we had to go around. You had to pick three people to pour your water back and forth. And then at the end, she would drop in a color thing. And if it was blue, you had AIDS. And kids would be sobbing. No, we had a puppet show to teach us about AIDS. It's almost like it makes much more sense to do grown-up sex ed to grown-up children as opposed to trying to find weird, simplistic metaphors for five-year-olds. Yeah. Yes. Correct. It still didn't work because the first thing they were like, they're like, listen, guys. You cannot get AIDS just by talking to someone, hanging out with someone, but they wouldn't tell you how you could get it. Right. They wouldn't tell. So I was like, but so how do we get it? Like, all I know is my cup is blue now and I think I'm going to die. So all you know is that you never know which piece of chocolate is secretly AIDS and you never know which child you pick up from the orphanage is secretly 33 years old and horny. You never know, man. Like, as a child, I still was aware of the fact, like, my mom, I think, once asked me what sex was, and I was like, it's when you get naked and roll around. And I wasn't not correct. 
I was just missing some details. <laughs> so at some point, Sister Abigail shows up. The pigeon happens first. Yeah, whatever. She kills a pigeon. It's Kids li- do that. It's listed in the Wikipedia article that she killed the pigeon. She didn't kill the pigeon. Daniel killed the pigeon. Daniel's the one who shot it and then let it like sit there writhing around. Esther just put it out of its misery. She was a, it was a mercy killing. Honestly, yeah. the point she made was valid. It was like, if you're not willing to put up with the consequence, it was really just pro-vegetarianism. <laughs> And then the this, the orphanage lady comes comes and she's like, hey guys, bad news. Yeah. And she's like, hey, did you know? I don't know why we didn't tell you this at the orphanage. <laughs> of course you didn't know we didn't tell you. But did you know? But did you know that her last house burned down with no explanation? Bad things happen around this child. <laughs> and Esther goes, bet. Also, Esther's getting bullied at school, uh, which she should be. Mostly, yeah. be, mostly because she, here's my thing. She's getting bullied because she only wears um, like... <laughs> 1860s pinafore dresses. Yeah, she's 33. She's not 200. (laughs) This is still not things that a 33-year-old woman should be wearing. I'd be bullying her too. I'd be bullying her at the workplace. If she's 33 in 2009, that means that she's like my mom. She would have been like my mom's age. (laughs) And she was like, I'm going to wear this super old-timey turn-of-the-century... She saw the 90s. American Girl Samantha fucking dress. I don't know when it said that she got to America, but this this woman may have just, like, <laughs> listened to the Backstreet Boys. Esther kills Sister Abigail by fucking sacrificing Max. She pushes Max into the road so that Sister Abigail swerves. <laughs> Good thing she swerved. Esther had a lot of faith in Sister Abigail. This was Abigail. a bad plan on Esther's part to begin with. <laughs> she... I, don't, I also want to know why Esther's like, yes, the way to kill things is just to repeatedly bash them with a heavy object. There's other ways, girl. She, You're 33. Has a gun. <laughs> like, I want that to be clear. Sister Abigail comes out and she's like, hey, oh, I no. almost hit you. I'm sorry. It, it looked like you were shoved into the road just then. <laughs> but I think the orphan I was just talking about. Is that a pinafore in the bush? <laughs> Esther just fucking wails on her with a hammer, and then they push her body down a hill. Sister Abigail, like fucking Rasputin, wakes up, her head bashed in with a hammer, and starts to climb up the hill. Learn to play dead. And then Esther grabs the hammer, and then beats Abigail some more. Guys, I need all of you, everyone, learn to play dead. You gotta (laughs) figure that out fast. Don't get up and wait, wait at least 15 minutes. At least. And then she goes, Max, you can't tell anyone about this. If anyone finds out about this, you'll go to jail with me. And also, goes, Esther- I'm deaf. I don't know what you just said no, to me. No, also, by the way, Esther knows fluent sign language. Fluent sign language, I think Max reads lips. Max is like movie deaf, where it's like, when we need- but Like, her- Esther also knows fluent sign language for some reason. But, and an, an interestingly enough, ASL, and not- mm-hmm. Russian sign language, a which- A different sign language. Which I have learned no. Because we took ASL as our language yeah. in college. And at the time that we were taking ASL in college, I was dating a Russian major. And so one night we went through the entire Russian sign language alphabet. Weird fucking sign language alphabet. Yeah, there's different sign languages. RSL. I know, but like that one. No, but that's what I mean. Like, I don't know why she specifically knows ASL. No, I'm saying she, yeah, she should have known RSL. Yeah. And she just doesn't. So it would just be like she was signing with a thick accent. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think literally, yeah. Max, like, I, I vaguely understand what you're doing. Like, I get the hammer motion, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not really picking up the details. Danny watches them do this, and Esther goes, don't 
tell. Hide better. I'm going to hold a box cutter to your throat. Yeah, guys, stop making yourselves visible. to hide better, play dead. A lot of this could have been avoided for a lot of people. Sorry, I need you to know that this synopsis goes, the next day, Kate is dropping dropping Esther and Danny off at their school and Max at the deaf school. (laughs) Mean. (laughs) Buddy, we don't need that specification. It's okay. (laughs) The car, like, Esther releases the car brake (laughs) and puts the car in neutral. (laughs) Basically, she starts doing all this shit that makes it look like Kate's fault. And because I don't see how this event looks like Kate's fault. They're like, clearly you drove drunk. And she's like, no, I didn't. She's like, oh, I swear I had set the parking brake. And I was like, even if you had just put it in park, it shouldn't have. I've never used a parking brake before. You really should. I know. I've never used it before. <laughs> you should probably do that. I just put it in park and it's worked out for me. John is like, hey, you almost murdered our child with a car. And I guess they don't know that Max... This is the second time Max has almost been hit by a car. Did Max not see it? Like, is Max... Oh, sorry, Max is in the car. Yeah, I'm saying, did Max not see her fuck... Like, no, she knows that Esther... She's fully seen Esther murder a person. Oh, yeah. I think that's the least of she her She just was like, right. but I want a sister. And as far no, as literally. I'm aware, this is the only way to get one. I have one picture book, and it tells me that my only sister is dead. Yeah, so it's like 33-year-old, or I guess just picture book sister. Esther's, for some reason, whole motive is to fuck John. I... 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 <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> I just, like, I understand that she, like, her motive is make her look bad. A lot of these are stretches where they're like, this is clearly because of Kate. I'm like, I don't know, guys. I feel like that's crazy. Oh, yeah. She also threatened to castrate Daniel. Oh, yeah. If you told anyone about I'll it. Cut off your tiny little prick or something like that. Something of that nature. I'm pretty sure I got it right. I'm actually pretty, pretty sure I got it exactly word perfect, but... Esther's like, hey, Kate hates me. And John's like, oh, no, just do something nice for her. Get her some flowers. And Esther goes, okay, picks the flowers from Jessica's memorial. Like grade. a bitch. <laughs> and again, why is, why, I don't understand why everyone's like, why are you upset? I'm like, no, I could see this being, even if you want to play it, I just like, she's obviously distressed. Like maybe Esther didn't mean it, but this would be distressing for her. Like, yeah. people are really mean to Kate. And she's like, hey, you just ruined my dead baby's memorial garden. The one I distinctly took you by the hand, took you to, and said, this is this is how I know that it's going to be okay because a part of her lives on. And Esther went, bet. Um, and she just like, you know, roughly grabs her and being like, hey, it's the one what thing I told you not to do. Come on, man. And what Esther does is she goes into the garden shed. She wraps a screwdriver in some fabric, puts it in her mouth like... She's a fucking soldier in this MacGyver style <laughs> lunatic. Like, there are so many drugs in this house. I'm sure you could have had something. Again, 33. She's acting. That does not mean some of these things. She's acting. Like, it is 1864. Yeah, I think the she... Civil War is raging. <laughs> she was Captain America. I think she's 33, <laughs> but it's after emerging from like a 50 to 100 year long sleep. Like, she should know modern medicine. Like, just take it. I feel like this is this is just like the writers being like, Russia's kind of rough, right? <laughs> like, if anything, she's Russian, so she would like drink a shit ton of vodka and then break her arm. And there, would, we know they have it there. Yeah, her mom's an alcoholic. Yeah, that would probably make it hurt less than just biting on a fucking screwdriver. Literally. But she puts her arm in one of those um, tourniquet. 
No, no, no a vice, a vice, a, a vice uh, to break it. Yes. And then she goes to John and goes, "Hey, remember? Um, how, hey, Kate grabbed my arm so hard that it snapped <laughs> my arm. Not where she grabbed it. Not where she grabbed it. Also, look, my dad's an orthopedic surgeon, a yes. pediatric orthopedic surgeon." Yep. He would have known as soon as she walked in that well, she was 33 in line. Well, yes. So that, that, that's one thing is, first of all, my dad can tell what kind of action broke a bone yeah. by the kind of break it has. I did a whole science fair project on it once. Ooh. And he would look at that and be like, that's not, that's not going to happen from you just grabbing an arm. I, you would think that it'd make much more sense for her to just, you can pull your arm out of your own socket pretty easily. Yeah. That's not difficult. <laughs> it looks like imagine she walks in. She's like, dad holds up her arm and just bent fucking in half with the forearm. But yeah, also my dad would see this child come in and go, hmm, these are fake teeth. <laughs> these are fake teeth. And these bones, because your bones by the time you're like 21 are right. different bones. Right. Like my dad does not see people over the age of 21. Like if you break a bone after the age of... <laughs> Like 18 to 21. You're shit out of luck. Well, no, like that's why like you don't see adults in casts. Mo yeah. Like mostly because you have to get surgery once you break a bone when you're an adult because your bones aren't growing. Your yeah. bones aren't constantly changing. My dad would look at those bones and be like, hmm, hmm. this seems, hmm. this seems quite old. Also, um, I, I don't care how much you fight me. I'm taking those fucking ribbons off. <laughs> I have to look at your arm. Yeah. The x-ray's not going to like those ribbons. Yeah. And so John is just believing everything Esther says. Um, so quickly Esther's been here for like a couple days right like this is what baffles me is that everyone's like I can't believe we're having adjustment issues after we picked up this stray orphan girl <laughs> like it's been three fucking days and you're like clearly this is all Kate's fault and not at all relevant well, to what's going on he sees two bottles of wine on the table he's like you're drinking again she's still cognizant enough to be like no like yeah. you're still speaking to her and she's not acting drinking yeah like you would be able to tell if she was drunk i would literally be like breathalyze me yeah yeah do do a blood test we're at the hospital already and he's already questioning our daughter's bones come on that man thinks there's something wrong with our daughter's bones separately she like considers drinking mostly because she's getting bullied by her adopted daughter yeah. and then goes no i shouldn't and then they're like, you clearly drank. And she's like, well, I mean, if I was going to get blamed anyway, I should have at least done it. <laughs> yeah. she, she goes, oh, it's open because I thought about it, but then poured it all down the sink. And then John goes, fuck that. If you don't go to rehab, then I will divorce you and take the kids. Probably was me. a stupid idea to pour all the wine down the sink. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you had opened the bottle and it was full, it would have pretty quickly exonerated you. At the top of the stairs, Max listens in and Esther just comes up to her and, and, and her goes, Sorry, she does this to the deaf girl? <laughs> Danny goes to Max's room and Max is like, Hey, just so you know, she's killed three people. Yeah, guys. Um, Danny goes up to his treehouse, searches for all the proof. It's all gone because Esther's a fucking boss. She knows yeah. how to cover her goddamn tracks. <laughs> Even though she's picking the messiest murder methods possible. <laughs> when she, and I cannot stress this enough, has a gun. <laughs> we need to be very clear. She has a pistol. I cannot emphasize. She is packing heat. Like, 
I cannot emphasize enough how much of a gun this girl has. <laughs> much more of a gun than the average nine-year-old. So he starts searching the treehouse to be like, wow, not only did my adopted sister murder someone, she murdered a member of the clergy. It be, he's like, this is a sin. <laughs> Danny becomes super concerned. And, for like, Esther's mortal soul. I sure do wish that any of these family members would like get to... Everyone but the, the dad's stupid, but all of them are like, something's wrong with Esther. But then the dad's like, Kate, you're an idiot and Danny's not like I should go tell my mom that I think she murdered three people yeah because Esther only told Max not to tell and like I Kate just because Kate the whole time's like maybe I'm wrong and I'm like no oh and then at some point Kate is like looking at just vague paperwork yeah you know how you have loose paperwork yeah. lying around and finds out that she came from a mental hospital not an orphanage yeah an Estonian one and where they, the, luckily, the random aide who picks up the phone does speak English. Which, if Esther is so good at covering her goddamn tracks, maybe get rid of any files that say that you didn't come from an orphanage. Maybe stop doing head bashing and fires. Your MO is very clear at this point. And so Daniel's searching in the treehouse, and Esther just sets it on fire. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a very limited toolbox. She has a gun! <laughs> There's a gun in there, but she doesn't know how to use it. Um, and then he's a, he doesn't die. He's just in the hospital, in the ICU, burned, I guess. He, he originally died, but then they were like, that's a little dark. So then they... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> originally... Well, the, well, he dies in the, next, in the next part where she... Where she smothers him with the pillow. Smothers him, puts his little heart rate monitor on herself. Yeah. And she puts it on herself so that it stays calm. And she smothers him. And he, he originally dies right then and there, which is why we don't see him again. <laughs> But they added in a small little clip of being like, oh, we got him back. He's back. He's fine. He's okay. It's okay. He's good. Why is his heart rate monitor on the ground? And then we get to, I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the main thing people take away from this movie <laughs> is this dad wants to fuck a little girl. I do want to real, real quick, you, your parents are doctors. They are indeed. Are they allowed to just sedate people <laughs> in the hospital waiting <laughs> for their child? Are they allowed to grab people and inject them with sedatives? No, I don't think when so. When they're in the waiting room? Again, my parents do work at a children's hospital. Have they ever just sedated a parent? That's crazy that they do that. And they act like that's a normal thing. They're like, grab her, guys. We got to just sedate her real quick. We don't need any medical records. We don't need to know if she's allergic to this medication. We're just going to jab her. Oh, yeah, because she goes, I know you're fucking with my family. Slaps I'm trying her, calls, to fuck my family. Calls her a bitch. Um, Which she is. And and John just looks on and goes, Oh. Oh. And so then everyone goes home. Kate is just sedated. Yeah. <laughs> At the hospital, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I hope they cleared a room for her. Yeah. She's just on the couch in the waiting room. <laughs> they checking her vitals at all. Um, and she attempts to seduce John. She comes down in like this strapless black number. It looks honestly like a towel. You know when you wrap a towel around yourself after showering? And she has like dark makeup. Is her hair still in braids or is it down? It's I can't remember. Like down or it's like she's just got like little like straight the pieces. And she's her. got slut strands. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I can't believe she has slut strands. And this is this is still a like nine year old um, actress, Isabel Furman. Yes. So she still has to do this. Which yeah. is I hope I hope she felt safe. I think she did. Probably. She's she's only like talked well about this movie. 
So I think she felt safe and not weird. Well, I think probably as the average nine-year-old, she was like, this is nothing. And then, the poor and then Peter Sarsgaard was like, like, I'm going to jail. <laughs> you guys didn't see that, but Natalie did the, did the cross. He has a rosary with him. Sister Abigail is next to him, just like softly patting I'm him. not even a real nun. I'm just acting, but like, I, this sucks for you, man. She starts to come on to him and he's like, this is my line. Now it's gone too far, he says. You're going back to the orphanage. I was cool with all the other shit, but now that it's affecting me... And then Kate, who is is in the hospital... Again, I guess they just have rooms open. Rooms open, sedatives that are one size fits all, doesn't matter height, weight, anything, just go for it. Um, And definitely, like, we have enough of it to go around. And no We're one's not- allergic. <laughs> And she gets just a call from Estonia. And they're like, hey, we heard that you left a message for us. That's a 33-year-old woman. Hi, it's us in English. Don't worry. It's me on the whole phone. Hello, it is us in Estonia. It is me. I have accent, but uh, speak fluent English. Uh, you you have Lena Klammer. Um, and they're like, yeah, she has a rare hormonal disorder. Hypopituitarism. Yes, so it, it, it affects the pituitary gland. Hypopituitarism? Hypopituitarism. Pituitarism. And they're like, by the way, she's murdered seven people at least. At least. And we are still counting. <laughs> With Estonian numbers. We, yeah, we have different number system than, than you Americans. She was born in 1976. <laughs> and yes, I know she acts like she was born in 1876. However, we, we don't have an exp- we That's we not related to disorder. She's just weird. We have answers for many of the things, but unfortunately not all of to the things. To be clear, I have a television at home. I don't know why she's pretending. Um, and because she was so violent, she has scars on her neck and her wrists from trying to break out of a straitjacket. Again, I think the very way that a straitjacket works would is that it wouldn't arms from- Isn't that the point? Right? And I don't know why those were what she was like, this will age me. <laughs> this will be the problem. <laughs> not this. <laughs> not, not my this, lack of teeth. Not this garb I'm wearing. Not, not my weird little suitcase full of only petticoats from the fucking Cold War. <laughs> the Cold War? Fucking <laughs> hell. And then she's like, damn. What should I do? And they're like, if that, if you actually have Lena, which crazy if she doesn't, crazy if they're just giving her all this information and she doesn't have Lena. <laughs> Luckily, Estonia does not have any kind. They of, have no HIPAA. There's no HIPAA there. And they was, if it's really Lena, you don't have much time. Your husband's about to get fucked. Your husband is getting fucked. She has a pattern and it is to have sex with the husband and then burn everyone down. That's what she yeah. does. Yeah. Look, she's got her kinks. She's got a little black dress she puts on. I don't know if you've seen that or not. She brings it with her. Once you see the little black dress, you must run. If she has your lipstick, it is too late. <laughs> um, and then it cuts to Esther removing her fake teeth, taking off her makeup. What happened to your teeth, girl? Again, 33. <laughs> not... <laughs> like, I, I can't... Is this writer just, like, not know what happens in Russia? <laughs> or, like, aging? How old was he when... <laughs> how old was the director? Um, that actually would be a great... This is actually a good, <laughs> good way to get into my minigame. <laughs> really? Yeah. Go ahead. My Are you going to show me teeth? <laughs> my minigame is that I'm going to just... I have a handful of teeth to give to you. <laughs> I have a bunch of dentist x-rays. No, this is actually, I think, a very good good transition to it. This is a minigame that's stupid, and yet I it really got away from me. <laughs> it's just 33 or not. I'm going to give and name celebrities, and I want you to tell me if they're 33 
or older or younger. Those are your three options. I might have to do my mini game right after this. Is it the same mini game? It's not exactly the same, but it's the kind of the same. Cool. Well, oh no! Then maybe you'll do really good at this then. Do you I, want me to go first? It just got away from me. Why? What? <laughs> I, I mean, this would be the first mini game interception we've ever had. Is it like the same game? I, my, mine is just me showing you a picture of the celebrity going, how old are they? Oh my god, okay, cool. That was my original plan, but I was like, it's a visual podcast, so that would be a bad minigame, but I'm glad you did it. <laughs> well, because it's less, it's also that uh, <laughs> you don't know. We can probably just rapid fire these, though. we can just do it at the same time. Okay, let me, so, so where I got mine is I went to a BuzzFeed article of uh, like 30 celebrities who have never aged. Uh, is one of them Paul Rudd? He's like 56 or something, right? Okay, Paul Rudd is pulled up on her iPad as we <laughs> I speak. I just have a collection of photos of Paul Rudd. <laughs> All 30 were Paul Rudd. How old in the picture or like the actual... Current Paul Rudd, which I looks like this. I think he's 56. Oh, oh, God. It's just so much Paul Rudd. Every tab is he's more 53. Rudd. Fuck. Good. You were close, though. Yeah, I was close. It's right. it's older. It's, what, it's whatever you think it is. Double it. <laughs> add 10. And that's how old Paul Rudd is. How old is this boy? <laughs> I'm showing her a picture of Thomas Brody Sangster. I think 36. He's 32. Fuck. <laughs> You're overshooting. I'm overshooting. You didn't know if you were so caught up with whether you could that you never considered whether Crosses you Crosses Thomas Brody Sangster off Really? List. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I have like 50 people written down. This is Bianca Lawson. She was on The Vampire Diaries. This is what she looks like right now. She looks 27. She's 43. She looks 27. And she still plays high schoolers. She looks 27. She looks like this right now. Literally, like, if you told me she was 19. Everyone look up Bianca Lawson. She looks un- 12. Like, incredibly If you young. adopted her as a 19-year-old, it would you'd be like, yeah, this is, this is legit. How old is Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Garfield? Yeah, 36. He's 39. I undershot by three. <laughs> You're doing much better at this than I thought you were going. Well, he he was he, him. I immediately go, okay. Well, he was in Tick Tick Boom, I think, because Lin Manuel Miranda was too old to play right. the leading role. This is Jamie Chung. <sighs> Asia don't raisin, man. Uh, forty three, thirty nine. Okay, I'm I'm way closer than I would think I'd be. <laughs> look, Asian people look twenty, and then they look a thousand. How old is Reese that's Witherspoon? That's Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah, that's not the game we're playing. I, I mean, I was going to, but I didn't know. I if don't just was... have to name the person. 43. This is also less about how old they look and more. Because like, what was it last week? Last week? Oh, this came from Natalie asking me if Sean Connery was the lead in Glass Onion. Oh. And I asked, how old do you think Sean Connery is? And she said, I don't know, like 50. Yeah. The age of whoever the lead in Glass <laughs> Onion is. Um, reader... Sean Connery died Sean 100 Con- years ago. Sean Connery died in 2020 at the age of 90. <laughs> He's like 50. <laughs> Look, all the bonds are the same. That is Michael Sarah. His name is on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> look. How old is he? Now, he looks 14. Right. But I'm... So that's... I'm going to say that he is 47. <laughs> He's 34. Okay. Who is this man? And how old is he? Fuck. Um, uh, Again, reader, his name is on screen. <laughs> it's not Michael Sarah. Jesse ah! Eisenberg. Okay. 
How old do you think he 47, is? just like Michael 47 because he is Michael Sarah. Yeah. And that he was, is 39. I was right last time. Ah, uh, you're right. I was wrong. I've gotten not a single one of these correct, and especially the Sean Connery one. This is John Cho. John Cho is 39. He is 50. Of course he is. He's Asian. We are a mystery people. You know that like meme that went around for a while where it was like Asian people look incredible and then as soon as you hit 71, you, you become the grandma a million. From Literally. That's what I just said. Asian people look either 20 or 1,000. That is, um, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. No, 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 Courtney Collins, but his actual name is not that. His actual name It'd is It'd be crazy if his real name was Courtney <laughs> he Collins. He played himself. <laughs> James Marsden. How old do you I think read he it. is? He's 51. He's 49. Okay. He's he's another he's another Paul Rudd type where he I'm like looks he's so good. in disenchanted it's alarming. He is. He looks truly like nothing's happened to him. This is Gabrielle Union. She looks 17. She is 50. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this woman is 50. That's crazy. Does she play high schoolers? <laughs> she looks 17. She's so hot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm at the point where it's too late for me to be wearing sunscreen. Like, I think that I fucked my skin up too much already. Yeah, I get it. She's married to Dwayne Reed. Dwayne Wade, not Dwayne Reed. I was going to say the store. <laughs> the entire store. Anyway, let's go. All right, I got this. 33, keep in mind again. Thir- it's it's either 33 older or younger. Yeah, and remember, remember, of course, Esther, 33, no teeth, straight jacket <laughs> scars. <laughs> the teeth thing doesn't make any sense. The, the out- Can't break her own arm <laughs> off sheer will. Megan Fox. Older, she's 35. 36. Oh! Uh, Rihanna. 30. Younger. 34. Really? Older. Yep. Damn. Sophie Turner. Game of Thrones. Younger. Yes. She she just turned 30, right? She's 26. Jesus Christ. Her husband, Joe Jonas. 33. 33. Yeah! (laughs) He's 33. Uh, Ed Sheeran. (laughs) Ed Sheeran feels like one of those. I know. Where he's either 17 or doesn't adhere to our (laughs) mortal plane of time. I'm going to say he is younger. He is 31. Yeah. Okay. Is he younger than Taylor? Uh, no, because Taylor is 33. It's 33. She's just, she just turned 33. Okay. In my defense, that was a month ago. Taylor is in fact 33 years old. Trisha Paytas. Older. Correct. She is 34. <laughs> oh. Uh, I really picked a fascinating group of people I here. love it. Pete Davidson. Oh, he is... One year older than Aiden? He's younger than 33. He is 29. I was say, he's either one or two years older than Aiden, because I know that when he got on SNL, Aiden was pissed. I think a lot of people were. Emma Watson. Mm, she's 33. She is 32. Fuck! Younger. We'll just do the trio. Daniel Radcliffe. I'm going to say he's 33. He is 33. Yeah, okay. And then Rupert Grint. Also 33? 34. He looks much older. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, Younger. She's 33. Really? Yep. I don't know why I'm so shocked when literally all of these are within a three-year span. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Younger. She's 29. Yeah. I was like, she was Pete's age. Bruno Mars. <laughs> Who is not black. <laughs> Older. He's like 45. He's 37. Oh. <laughs> He's 60. <laughs> uh, current voice of Elmo, Ryan Dillon. Oh, fuck. Older. He is 34, current. Oh. Current voice of Kermit, Matt, Matt uh, Danner. He's like 50. 
he is 41. <laughs> this remains a Matt Slater podcast. This is not Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> Matt, come back. Matt, please. <laughs> How about uh, PewDiePie? Interesting. Younger. He is 33. Really? Yeah. I would have thought he was like 30. He's 33. He's the second like top celebrity after Taylor, who's 33 when you look it up. Jenna Marbles. Younger? She is 36. Is she? She looks great. Julian Solomita, her husband. 33. He is 30 years old. Julian's six years younger than her. He looks so much older than her. <laughs> it's the mullet. She looks 30 and he looks 36. <laughs> Julian, I love you to death. I just need you to know my truth. Dakota Johnson. Older. 33. Oh, fuck. Carrie Underwood. Older. 39. Correct. I was like, she's 40. Let's, uh, let's take it over to some, some dropout people, because you can't <laughs> stop me. It's my podcast. Okay, don't say it's your podcast. You're just editing. When I said you, I didn't mean you specifically. I more just meant the, the audience. Fuck off, all right? I like dropout. Zach Oyama. Oh, he's 33. He's 35. Uh, Lou Wilson. Older than 33. He's 31. Right? Good for him. Isn't that crazy? That's my boy. <laughs> Sweetheart of our apartment recently, Ross Bryant. I thought you were going to say Grant Anthony. O'Brien. I know how old he is. I hear about it every day. <laughs> Ross Bryant is younger than 33. He's 41. No fucking way. He's 41 years old. No, you're old. not. You're lying to me. He's 41 no. years old. I know he's not. so many sources. <laughs> you're lying to I me. Feel you're like, look, I feel like I should be. <laughs> he looks 30. He's 41. <laughs> Ross Bryant, if you're listening to this and you're not... Give us your skincare. Please tell us. Um, Bob the Drag Queen. Older. 36. Okay. Correct. I was like, if Bob the Drag Queen... Because she won like six years ago. And I was like, if she won when she was 25, I'm killing myself tomorrow. I mean, look, it's recent. I think Katya is 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, a I, lot of drag queens are older. I recently got into RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm a little late to the party, but I'm here to party nonetheless. Uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan. Sweetheart of my heart older he is also 35 yeah i was also like him and zach were the same age and i think josh was one or two years older than them correct uh dylan o'brien teenager player he plays a teenager not that he's dating teenagers i don't know his dating life i will not i don't know i'm going to say younger because i think he's 32 he's 31 oh he is younger you're correct another teenager player zendaya oh she's younger she's 26 26 yep Um, and tom holland is i think 25 or 24. Tom Holland is sexy. Is what Tom <laughs> Holland is. You said you hated men who were 5'8". You're yeah. going back on your words. If you play Spider-Man, we can discuss. I don't like guys who are 5'8". When they're multi-millionaires, we can talk <laughs> differently. Uh, Trixie Mattel. Another drag queen. Older. 33. No fucking way. Right? This feels wrong. <laughs> I really tried. I looked, man. I checked everything. Yeah, so that's my mini game. Gives me some hope <laughs> that maybe when you are forty-one, you can I get can be like Ross Shakespeare true. That I can maybe at forty-one and be maybe, in a dropout and TV original. Maybe at thirty-two, I will be married to Taika Waititi. <laughs> There's a, we can only hope that these two equal dreams <laughs> can be achieved. I feel a thousand, and yeah. I'm twenty-four. So I'm like, and you know, I also feel a thousand. I wear pinafores constantly. And instead of <laughs> using modern medicine to dull my pain, I just grit. I just, you bite, are 33. I bite really hard Dilly on screwdrivers. <laughs> Julie's been 33 this whole time. Now we're actually getting to the point where now, not only she's 33, she's going to start killing full grown people. <laughs> she, so she's, she's, she stabs John. Yeah. 
Good. Let's start with that. Good. Stabs John. I don't really feel he bad sucks. about it. He honestly sucks. Kate gets home. Lena, fine. Because now, now we know her name is Lena. Lena Klama. Lena Klama. Sounds like one of the Yule Lad names. It does. Lena has finally realized that she has a gun. <laughs> it's, she starts shooting at Kate. Now, she's brought this gun up a few times, but she's never quite thought, <laughs> I should use the she gun. She put it together, finally. And basically, this all ends at this frozen pond. Police start to arrive, but Lena starts to attack Kate near the frozen pond. They all get on the ice. <laughs> Max picks up the gun. <laughs> Not Max has this- a gun. Five-year-old child picks up a gun. Yeah, the five-year-old can use a gun, and they're not questioning that. But her, but a nine-year-old being aware that something is going on between the parents, they're like, "You must be thirty-three and have no teeth." <laughs> and so she shatters the ice with the gun because she misses. I'm like, "Yeah, she's five. <laughs> Lena and Kate go underwater. Kate climbs out, and uh, Lena is like holding onto her legs, and she goes, "Um, Ma- like you know, mommy." I don't know Mommy, why she even tried that. Please, yeah, she. I don't know why she thought that would work. <laughs> I don't know why she, she even. She just shot her. She made it with worse, probably. Gun. She tried to sleep with and then stabbed to death her husband. She goes, "Mommy, please don't let me die." And Kate goes, "I'm not your fucking mommy," and kicks her and snaps her neck back. Her neck goes perpendicular and the police watch this happen and go yes yes she looks 33 Hmm. i bet this was okay Uh, show me her teeth (laughs) what do you got for me that's the beautiful plot of orphan let me get a glass of water (laughs) now tell me two more stories that are also the plot of orphan (laughs) so we have the real story that hypothetically inspired this this based on true the, events. The, the, the producers say that they heard this first story and were inspired to make the movie. Right. Which is of uh, Barbora Sklova? Sklova? Skrlova? Uh, it looks like Skrlova. I, you know, I could have put the work into learning her name. However, well, she, she didn't sucks. murder people. Did she murder? She sucks ass. Well, she didn't, but honestly, I kind of wish she had instead of what she did. So. This is also one of those fun true crime stories, uh, which I think falls under the category of true crime I like, where it's like, almost all sources don't want to give you any details on it. Right. And then, because they're just like, you don't want the details. I'm like, I do want the details. Uh, So she was, fun fact, 33. No crazy. Um, And she was adopted by a pair of sisters, uh, Katerina and Clara. It's unknown if they knew (laughs) that she was 33 33 or not. Interesting. She, but she was their well, 13 year old adopted daughter. So to be like, I feel like if anyone knew she was 33, you don't adopt at that point. <laughs> her name is Annika uh, as their, their fake daughter, Annika at 13. Mm. In addition to Annika, who is Barbora, or whatever the fuck her name is, there's uh, two biological sons. Gotcha. The reason why I think people are under the impression that they probably knew that she was 33 is because she helped them torture the two sons. Oh. So the sons are Andre, spelled O, and then with a J at the end, who was eight years old, and Jakub, who was nine. Jakub. Jakub. They abused the hell out of these two boys. Right. The way you do, I guess, when you're weird sisters who adopt a 33-year-old woman to be a 13-year-old. They would lock them in cages and starve them, lock them in the basement, tie them up, do general bullshit. And as Anika, she would do shit and frame the boys so that they would get more abused. 
because she's sick in the fucking head. She had hypopituitarism or right. whatever the fuck. So that, I believe that what they call it in the movie is um, proportional dwarfism. Yeah. It's a form of something, like a growth. It's it's a different, like, because usually, and again, this is like also coming from my dad, who is yeah. an orthopedist, with the more generic dwarfism, your body has different proportions. Yeah. Where even if someone isn't even like that small, you can, like if someone on a movie, like where you don't have like yeah. reference of how small they are, you can tell that they have dwarfism just by how their body is proportioned. Right, it's so not like they just look like children like they there's a different proportion in the body exactly additionally they were part of a cult the grail movement which was very difficult to find this information if you try to find information on this the internet's mad at you the internet's like you're you're fucked up well because they so what they would do is that then they were like you know what we should do and this was this was uh idea was to fatten the boys up and eat them so they started doing that so basically they were the jacob the older one is that this is confirmed that this happened. They partially skinned him so that they could eat him and also had him eat parts of himself. Uh, oh. But allegedly they did it to both boys and basically were eating them alive. So the cops were like, hey, we've we've noticed some shit going on <laughs> Your here. Your son is eating himself. Like, so we've so there's three children here being abused from our understanding. We were told there's children being abused. There's the two boys and a 13-year-old girl that you yes. guys adopted. Where is she? She's gone. Um, she leaves mm. because they want to question her as a witness, but she knows she's 33. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, if I open my mouth, they're going to know I'm, I'm 33. <laughs> if I open my mouth, they'll see the child's skin in it and I'll be screwed. <laughs> or my fake teeth that I have <laughs> because I'm 33. My ribbons. Oh, no. Uh, so then she fled and po- she posed as a effeminate, was written on the Wikipedia, 13-year-old boy right. named Adam. Right. Uh, and then it took eight months to find him, her, him. This no. is also weirdly uh, very close to the plot of the French film Titan. Yeah. Uh, where a woman like poses as a missing boy. Yeah. Like I assume that like the boy was missing and she took his place or was she just, she was just living as Adam. She was living as a boy who existed. Right. So she was, she showed up and she's like, I am the son of mm-hmm. this. But Adam wasn't dead. Dramaturg. There I don't just two believe Adams. so. I don't believe so. I believe that Adam just lived somewhere else. <laughs> Adam Adam left for three days and yeah. shit got weird. It was crazy. I know that I know that the dad was a dramaturg because I saw it and I laughed. And she was like, that's my dad. He is a 13-year-old son. That's me. I'm Adam. And everyone went, okay, yeah, cool. Sounds good. The police are here. And the police brought her into custody. And originally the articles that were talking about it were like, we don't know why she's if she's being brought in as a witness or a perpetrator, because mm. we think she's 13. And then they're like, no, she's 33. So she ended up serving five years for what she did with the sisters serving eight and nine years for what they did. All of them are out now at this point. That's the story that this is based off of. Right. The one that you care more about. The one I'm excited <laughs> about. Which is the story of Natalia Barnett. Which for context... You, you always say like, oh, people don't talk about this one in association with the first one. But don't worry, because Isabel Furman played a key role in the sequel's green light because she went, she in 2014, went to the producers and went, guys, I am so excited to tell you about Natalia Burnett. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Natalia Barnett's fucking fascinating. I say Natalia Barnett because the Barnett family is who we're referring to. Mm-hmm. I believe that at this point... I- I'm seeing her as Natalia Grace. I was going to say she goes by Natalia Grace. 
But our story starts in 2010. The Barnett family consists of uh, Christine, Michael. They have three biological sons, mm-hmm. and they adopt a five-year-old girl from a orphanage in Florida. Mm-hmm. She has a Ukrainian birth certificate that says that she was born September 4th, uh, 2003. And for undisclosed reasons, her previous family gave her up. They adopt her. In addition to having her, the uh, oldest son is uh, autistic. And he actually turns out to be a savant or like a prodigy. Christine writes a book about him. Mm-hmm. And it's a bestseller. And she kind of does a kind of like a heroism yeah, yeah, yeah. narrative. Like about, the blind side, your yeah, favorite movie of all of time. Of course, yes. About her son. Because he ends up being like a physics genius. Right. Are you sure? <laughs> Double check you're not on the Wikipedia page of the Big Bang Theory fuck, for me. Wait, shit. <laughs> I know you get these confused a lot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Christine's kind of in the public eye for that reason. Right. Which is, I think, part of why this blew up as much as it did. Mm-hmm. According to Christine, now I'm going to mainly say it's Christine's narrative. Michael and her went through a pretty bad divorce during all of this, the controversy of it. And he was, in October, acquitted. Of any this crimes. most recent October. This most recent October. Wow. Christine is going on trial this year. Wow. According to Christine, after bringing home the hypothetically five-year-old Natalia, mm-hmm. she noticed that she had full pubic hair when she went to give her a bath. She had adult teeth. It's uh, always the teeth. It's really <laughs> teeth-based. I don't know if I could look at two teeth and, and tell you which one was a child yeah, tooth. Yeah, or who, like which one was a small adult. Like, I don't know. And that she was, she got her period. Mm. So they were like, we think she is not the age they say she was. Again, that last thing could be indicative of other things. I know. So hypothetically, they took her to get a bone density test mm-hmm. to check out, you know, her bones. Upon doing that, the doctor estimated that she was about nine years old. So a little older than what they thought she was. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Not anything crazy. They got that back. And then they're saying that this this girl uh, did not speak with a Ukrainian accent despite being born uh, in Ukraine and hypothetically being from, from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she proceeded to do things though, such as uh, she attacked a baby. I don't know what the baby did. Maybe the baby started it. <laughs> yeah, maybe the... <laughs> Did the baby have a gun? I don't know. The baby, uh, she attacks the baby. She also allegedly tried to push the mother Christine into an electric fence. <laughs> and they're like, there's some shit going on with this kid. This is crazy. So what the Barnett family ends up doing is taking her to the courts and they get her birth certificate changed. Right. Legally revised to go from being born in 2003 to being born in 1989. Fun fact, that would, I think, make her 33 right now. (laughs) Oh my God, it's Taylor Swift. Oh my God. Oh my God, Taylor! But so in 2012, they officially uh, get it revised so that she is 22. Mm -hmm. At which point they're like, cool, she's an adult. They rent her an apartment and send her to the apartment, set her up with an adult psychiatric care, and the family moves to Canada leaving her in, I want to say Florida, I don't know for sure though, wherever, in an apartment. And then she proceeds to publish The Spark about her son Jacob, uh, and they move to Canada so that he can begin his fucking 
postgraduate like studies because he's like a genius right reviews of that book on amazon aren't great oh no people are kind of like hey we're noticing that you seem to think that you did you you're magic and that's not great i think one of the, the reviews like i have an autistic son they're not all magic okay like don't act like it's like this crazy life journey like this isn't very realistic and you're painting yourself as some kind of hero which is where the issue kind of starts to come up right because while Natalia is alone in this apartment, she doesn't know how to do anything. She does not know how to cook, how to use any washing machine, dryer, and she the uh, the lights end up going out and the electricity goes out. She doesn't know how to fix it, and the landlord has to end up showing up and like kind of helping her with it, turning it back on. And she does, and then when they adopted her, they knew this. Uh, she does have a form of dwarfism, right? Bondillo. Oh. Epimetaphysial dysplasia. I can say dysplasia. Yeah, it's it's spondylo. It's too many words. Spondylopimetaphysial. Yeah, dysplasia. Yeah, which is a similar kind of proportional dwarfism. It also leads to her having trouble using her arms and legs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of things I think are kind of fusing together a little. Like it's it's you know she has she does have a significant disability here Mm -hmm. and so she would be bored and so she would go walk around to the library and back and she'd need to take frequent breaks in between because she couldn't do the full walk by herself and she ends up meeting uh cynthia mann who talks to her and she ends up teaching her how to read and write and do math how to use her food stamp card because she doesn't know what her food stamp card is basically teaches her uh, all this information they become friends. Natalia ends up moving out of her apartment to live with them. Mm-hmm. She pays them, I think, $250 worth of rent a month. When Cynthia and her husband, Antoine, apply to adopt her is when the issue happens. Because legally, she is 20-something. Right. But she insists she's not. She says she is a child that was basically Abandoned. deemed too difficult by this woman who has her magical autistic son. Right. And abandoned. Right. In her book, The Spark, she mentions every child except for Natalia. Natalia's not brought up at all in the book. A lot of these Amazon reviews feel faked. Yeah. Because there's a lot of recent reviews being like, this is inspiring. So she doesn't ever mention Natalia in in these. Mm Mm-hmm. And stories start to come up, especially in the recent the recent trial, of kind of what was going on in the house. The dad, Michael, says that him and Talia had a pretty good relationship, but her relationship with Christine was horrible. Mm-hmm. At one point, she ended up uh, being in the hospital. She, she was hospitalized, and when the hospital called Michael to pick her up, Christine was like, you're not picking her up, and I'm not picking her up. And when they called the when the hospital called her, they, she said, have her walk home. Uh, so they ended up having to transfer her to another hospital that then transferred her to a halfway house, at which point Christine was like, we need to go get her because if she gets addicted to drugs at this halfway house, it'll reflect poorly on the family. They also are alleging that she started doing things like pouring bleach in people's coffee, uh, jumping Simple out of mistake. cars. I do that. Yeah, all the time. Natalia has... Then she at at times allegedly had confessed to being 18 while in their house. They're saying she confessed that to a a, a psychiatrist of some sorts. Her bone density test does show her to be nine, eight at the time that they adopted Mm. her. We don't know for sure the things that Christine's saying, if they're true or not. Right. And there is evidence to prove that Natalia might genuinely be a child such as her ukrainian birth certificate is not fake and they found the woman who says that it's her daughter her birth mother in ukraine who said that she knows exactly how old she is 
she had to give her up when she was born uh, at the time of the interview 16 years ago. Because when she had her, everyone said her life would be over if she tried to raise this disabled child and to give her up. She has said, like, I know that's my daughter. She's a kid. I had to give her up. No one around me would support me. If she ever wanted to come hang out, that'd be fine. I don't think she wants to hang out. Probably not. I feel like she's got other shit going on. And she, by all means, did not have the uh, capacity of a 22-year-old adult right. when she lived in this apartment. Mm-hmm. They have taken, both parents are now going to trial. Michael, like I said, was just acquitted uh, in uh, October, this recent October. Both parties have been gag ordered at this point, and they're not allowed to reveal any information regarding the case. And in the case with Michael, at no point were they allowed to mention her age because legally it still is listed as 23 or whatever, how Mm -hmm. old she would be now at this point. But they have a lot of medical evidence stating otherwise. Mm -hmm. But they also have conflicting medical evidence in the other direction. Right. I genuinely don't think we have any way of knowing how old she is. Well, because that's the thing is if our main thing is bone density, she has a bone disorder. Right. And so they're saying, like, they, she didn't grow, which right. is something you would still expect to see happen in a child, even if they have a bone disorder. They only had her for three years. Yeah. And gave and, her up. And she could have been stunted, like, if yeah. she wasn't being taken care of, which it, she probably wasn't, because mm-hmm. Christine sounds mean. Yeah. No offense, Christine. If you were nicer, I don't think people would be so mad have at they you. Lo- so I have one question for them. Have they looked at her teeth? <laughs> I don't know, man. Apparently they're adult. <laughs> Are teeth like trees where if you like drill, like if you cut them in half, you can see how many rings there are right. and, that, and that tells you how old someone is? Ew. <laughs> but yeah, so they're not allowed to say how old she is because they don't necessarily know. Because they don't know. And they there's no know. way to know. And we legally don't. There's no, there's, it, yeah, I guess. They're not able to figure it out distinctively. There's got to be some way. So the difference is still though. Just because she's 22 didn't mean they were allowed to dump her somewhere and leave. Right. Because she was, despite being hypothetically 22, which people think she's that they- She's still, at the very least, mentally disabled. She's a dependent. Right. They think people's theory is that she was too difficult to deal mm-hmm. with. And so they took her to get her age legally up so that they were able to kind of drop her off and right. then move to Canada. And like <laughs> dropping off a kid and fleeing the country is never a good look. No. So they are charged with neglect of a dependent. Mm-hmm. Uh, neglect ah! of a dependent. Excuse you. Sorry, I just got grabbed by an animal. Child. Um, can I ask what the charge is for uh, neglect of a dependent? Like, can I, can I ask? If the dependent's a bitch like my yeah, cat? Yeah, if, if, if the dependent is stinky and mean. <laughs> so she's charged, they're charged with neglect of a dependent, neglect of a dependent causing bodily injury, neglect of a dependent causing serious bodily injury, uh, and the conspiracy to commit neglect of a dependent. <laughs> now, in my opinion, these are all the same crime. It feels like one of those where it's like, if you have the topmost one, you have them all. It's like, where's the charge? It's just all of the above. Yeah. How are you going to be found guilty of neglect of a dependent causing serious bodily and injury? And not But con- not conspiracy. neglect and not conspiracy. So will they ever release... The, like, results? Or, like, like the end of the trial? Like, possibly. Christine has broken the gag order and been <laughs> tried for that, for breaking the gag order. She's gotten in trouble for it. <laughs> Michael has now shifted to Natalia's side, where he is saying that he really never saw any proof that she wasn't a child. And this, like I said... It's impressive that he was acquitted, because, like, yeah. you know, even if it was all her doing, 
I'm, I'm impressed that they're like, he had no responsibility at all. And the thing is, is that this is the thing that happened after the movie Orphan. Right. And she has described this as being the exact plot of the movie Orphan. She's like, it's literally just like that movie. Yeah. Which is a little fishy. The the um the thing I'm seeing on like stuff about the sequel, because again, people started calling Isabel Furman. <laughs> they were like, dude, are you seeing this? Dude, have you seen this shit? Dude, is this you? Apparently she said that she had been inspi- inspired to abandon Natalia after watching Orphan. But Isabel Furman said that she just kept getting contacted by people. <laughs> And so then she was like, guys, I think we have to make a sequel because this shit's crazy. And I will show you a picture of Natalia Barnett. I don't think it's going to help. No. It's going to be like Paul Rudd. I kind of think that's a child. I think it's more interesting if she's a child. I, I kind of am more of the mind that she may be a child. However, like in this interview with ABC and Dr. Phil, actually... Like, my thing is... Like, allegedly, she's saying she's 16 here. I think all of the things that Christine said physically that, like, drew her astray, like the pubic hair, the bleeding, and the teeth. The teeth, I'm not positive that Christine can look at teeth and go, those are adult teeth. Yeah. The pubic hair and the bleeding thing, one, the bleeding could be from trauma or abuse. Right. But also, she literally has a hormone disorder. Right. Exactly. If she has a lot of estrogen in her body, she may go through puberty early. Or she just, like, may have so much estrogen that she starts growing pubic hair or, like, starts bleeding early. Like, there are... I'm wondering if there if there is an explanation for it. And she's been accused of trying to, like, break one of the other son's arms. She's been accused of doing a lot of... I mean, trying. Orphan-like So she behavior. didn't do it. She just, she just grabbed his arm. No. She, yeah, she, she said that one, she was, like, wrestling with her brother. He landed on his arm wrong. And Christine said that she tried to break his arm. So Christine... In that, in that case, I broke my brother's arm. Yeah. I fully ripped my brother's arm out of the socket <laughs> multiple times. Because his arm would pop out of the socket really easily. <laughs> It's crazy to me we don't have a way to figure out how old she is. It feels like we've got to be. But what else is there? I mean, if the bone density is not... But like like you said before we even talked about like the bone density is going to be weird probably regardless. She ha- If she has, like, one, a hormone disorder, and two, dwarfism. Like, there's something called osteogenesis imperfecta, which one of the actors, the kid from the middle had where it's not a form of dwarfism but like it definitely like looks like your bones are a little bit stunted and you're smaller than other people mm-hmm. and it's literally called brittle bone disease so that will mean your bone density is lower right they are basically hollow yeah. <laughs> you're walking around on straws you're a straw i don't know i kind of want to ask my mom about it. it's fascinating i kind of well, want to ask my parents because they did they did that but bo- they've also done another bone density test and that one came back of her being 14 so they don't mm. they they have it's like the bones are showing she's probably not the age that they thought she was however there's no proof her birth certificate is faked and allegedly this is her birth mother saying this i'm sure they could probably do some kind of genetic testing but that still wouldn't prove whether or not she's telling the truth right uh regardless i think that the issue kind of comes down to the fact that i don't think getting her they i don't think they had enough proof to change her birth certificate right but because they did legally and in trial she is as far as America's concerned. Yeah, have we talked to the people who changed the birth certificate? Like, have we have we talked to them? Are they, can well, they and, get tried? Because they didn't have any proof. They really, they didn't have any medical proof, but yeah. they had like all this anecdotal evidence. And so some guy just... I Did he just like pick a year? Is that a thing you can do? <laughs> I want to go just be like, I want to be 16 again, please. Yeah, like that's... 
that's more just like, I feel like that shouldn't be a thing we're allowed to do. Right. <laughs> all of it, all of their like argument is based off of this. Mm-hmm. But that was bullshit in the first place. Right. And then again, as you can tell by the charges, it, none of that really matters. You're not supposed to just leave. Again, at the, at the very best, even if she is 22... You just abandoned a mentally and physical disabled person yeah. with no help and no assistance. Twenty two is also not that old. No, you left. You like you left a mentally and physically disabled person with no help, with no right. way to know how to live. She couldn't get in and out of the bathtub because her like because of her physical disability. So yeah. she had a lot of issues in general. She ate just canned food that they left for her, like a fucking cat. Jesus Christ. Like, Christine's like, she's just scamming another family trying to move in and, like, pretend to be their daughter. But this you new know family what? Maybe has reported, she deserves that. And this new family's reported none of these issues. It's like a he said, she said, and a thing that feels like we should be able to tell. <laughs> but, like, as it stands, and it's been like this ever since it came out, it's like there's equal evidence on both sides to prove something. Right. Regardless, best case scenario, they're assholes. Well, yeah, because none of their charges are based on, uh, you know, forging a birth certificate. Right. The charges are all about dependence. She was their dependent no matter what age she is. Exactly. And they abandoned and neglected her. Right. So, like, objectively, they're guilty. <laughs> He's not, apparently. So <laughs> we'll fucking see. The issue is it's jury trial. And so, like, hers, hers will also be a jury trial case. So it's like, well, people, it's, I mean, the thing about being tried in front of a jury of your peers is, like, how people many of them, how many have seen Orphan? I wonder if they will use that to... How many have seen Orphan first kill? <laughs> you know, they will, like, ask questions of the jury beforehand and, like, of, like, have you heard anything about this case? Like, I wonder if they will, like, use that as a way to siphon out jury members. It's fascinating to me that they did Michael first. Yeah. I feel like they did it to see what would happen because it's really, the skin in the game for him is pretty low. They divorced a bit ago. They've had a really bad divorce and he was basically not involved in any of the children's lives. So he's, he's done a, a couple things. Um, the fun thing about Orphan First Kill yes. was that it came out 13 years after the first one. Fun. No CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isabel Furman just looks like that. And, well, no, and I saw, I remember reading something where they're like, it actually does make sense for her to look older because she's not good at it yet. Mm, yeah. It would have, she it needed, she needed time to perfect looking young. So she's still not quite there. But she also, like, Isabel Furman just looks she, very young. She doesn't, yeah, because she's still only, she's already, she's only 25. <laughs> she's still not like, it's like she was 12 doing the first one. She was like, you know. If you left her alone in an apartment in Florida when she was physically dependent on you, you'd still probably get in trouble. Yeah. Um, and so they just did like forced perspective stuff. They had people standing on boxes. Yeah. They had people on like little high shoes. My mom saw it and she said that like, it's pretty, there are definitely some scenes where like, that's clearly they just brought in a kid or like. They did, they did have a kid stand Looks very small in a large they room. They had Kennedy Irwin, um, who played the real girl, the real Esther that Esther, you know, tries to be. Yeah. And was a body double for Isabel with Sadie Lee. It's like Megan, where you have children be like little body doubles. <laughs> I heard one of the girls who plays Megan is a jerk. And that's the kind of hot tea you'll get on this podcast. <laughs> From Natalie, the software engineer. <laughs> one of those Megans I heard is not very nice. <laughs> but yeah, both of these movies did good. They both got mixed reviews. The first Orphan didn't get great reviews. <laughs> People praised Isabel Furman. They were like, she's yeah, doing she, great. She regardless killed but it. But they went, this screenplay isn't great. Why is it two hours long? It's very uneven pacing. Like nothing happens. And then suddenly in the last half hour, a lot is happening. Why does John suck so much? 
but it still made 78 million worldwide against a 20 million dollar budget and it may have inspired a family to inspired a crime it may have inspired what looks like a series of the same crime (laughs) when i got to the conspiracy one i literally laughed out loud as i was writing it because i was like okay these are like it's like being like they're throwing charges kind of to see what sticks and i was like conspiracy i'm like well now you're just you're just hoping but yes there is a pro adoption service message on the dvd they also changed one of the lines one of the lines was it must be difficult to love and adopt a child as much as your own this is when she's talking to john and being like mommy doesn't like me she originally said it must be difficult to love and adopt a child as much as your own and they were forced to change it to i don't think mommy likes me very much (laughs) they both mean the same thing the issue is not that you're adopted it's that that you're a bitch it's that you are absolutely a bitch and look Let's be real. Daniel is a sociopath already. They're not doing a good job to begin with. Max is lovely. Max is a beautiful, beautiful little baby child. (laughs) Max is doing only good things. We see Daniel murder a pigeon. Daniel is Ted Bundy. Yeah, Daniel. And he's like openly bullying his new adopted sister at (laughs) school. Like Daniel's just an asshole. And maybe this will teach him the error of his ways. (laughs) Since he apparently is alive. Speaking of movies. (laughs) What? We're going to do Pinocchio next. <laughs> Which one? You know. We're going to go back. It's going to be a I read, reround of your favorite episode. I know that you guys were like, damn. I know how much Delaney loves the Disney Plus Pinocchio. We're going to do it again, BB. They released a director's cut. <laughs> it's just more of Tom Hanks walking aimlessly around. It's just more B-roll of that sexy ass fish. Um, no, the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio that was released on Netflix and... I will bite my tongue if I am if I end up being incorrect, but is highly likely to end up winning an Oscar in the next month. It'd be crazy, I think, if it didn't. Marcel the Shell and Puss in Boots are both pretty heavy hitters. I see what I thought you were going to go with was I'm I'm gonna I'll bite my tongue if I'm wrong, but was my is my favorite movie of 2022, and I was gonna respond with you haven't seen Puss in Boots: The Last Wish yet. That movie rocks. <laughs> I do think it's going to win an Oscar, but I'm not gonna like it's a, it was a really big year for animation. I don't think Puss in Boots is gonna win, but honestly, just being nominated it's is great. impressive. It's a Puss in Boots movie. <laughs> I think the first one might have also been. The Academy loves Shrek. Shrek was the first recipient of the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. The Academy is a big fan of the Shrek franchise. So what did you learn? Oh shit, what did I learn? I think I learned I don't know how straitjackets work. Either I don't know how straitjackets work or Jean-Colette Serra does not. Yes, and he's still French. (laughs) He's still French. I learned that we need to start cutting open more teeth. (laughs) I learned that if you cut a tooth in half... It just says in Arabic numbers how old the person Our is. teeth are also bones, correct? <laughs> Your teeth don't grow. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of like, all right, well, if the bone density tests don't work, why are the teeth any different? They're also bones. <laughs> and I don't know if given, if you gave me like a large child's tooth and a small adult tooth. You I, could give me my own tooth and I'd be like, I don't I know. I don't think I'd tell the difference. <laughs> I, don't. I don't think I would know. No. Where can we find you? You can find the podcast on TikTok at stop you ruining it yeah <laughs> maybe maybe and if it's not on fire by now uh you tiktok can... or the podcast yes okay you can find me on tiktok at saved by the dells you can find me on instagram at delaney sears or you can find me chilling yeah you can find delaney uh, now her, her her tiktok will be on fire your tiktok is on fire it's regularly on fire every other day it's on fire <laughs> i fuck up a lot people are not happy with you on that platform <laughs> i have multiple people out for my head oh my head's not very good. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of complaints. A lot of people are after you for it, and then they're like, this is not... They're like, this is not worth the effort. Ooh, never mind. <laughs> anyway, um, if you're 33... Check your teeth. I want you to send me your teeth. I want to see them. And if you are Ross Bryant, I want you to give send me, me your teeth. a written explanation of just like your life and how you've ended up this to, at this point. And also tickets to your show would be great. And also your teeth. And your, I mean, look, if you have any teeth lying around, <laughs> I would love to add them to my handful of teeth of me trying to figure out who's our children's teeth. Sorry. Be safe. Yeah. Be like, Yeah. <laughs> There are 33-year-olds posing as nine-year-olds out If there. you see anyone without teeth. If you see Natalia Barnett, give her a hug. If anyone, well, be gentle, though. I don't, <laughs> if anyone has ribbons around any part of their body and they're don't really trust them. Don't trust about them. it, don't. Their head's about to fall off. They should, something's, <laughs> something's up there. I'm not All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.